Greetings and salutations. Welcometh to Recasted, thy spoken word that will delight thy ear with but a moment of time, and seek not to rewrite the players of a tale, but to transcend thy ancient performers of word and sight with our own modern tongues, and compose a new stage for which the old is reborn anew. Yo. <laughs> for everyone else, we take movies and recast with current actors. You know how long that took me to write? Uh, English major. Yeah. As the school year is beginning to start up somewhat, we thought we'd help everyone out and uh, set our theme this month as Shakespearean films. So I'm intimidating the bard himself, Chris. With me is the great thespian, Hassa. Hello. <laughs> and first on our list this uh, month is Much Ado About Nothing. From 1993. Yes. There's, there's other versions of this film. We should probably talk about the fact that the, all the films we're going to do, except for maybe next week's, yeah, are clearly recasted films in themselves. They've always been yeah. redone and re. So what we're doing is we're 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 picking one of the movies to do, and then we're recasting and remaking that particular film, mm-hmm. um, not remaking the play because no. I am not about to sit down and read Shakespeare <laughs> plays in my free time. I have movies to watch and video games to play and babies to take care of. Well, baby to take care of. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be the one particular film that we're looking at and using as a basis for whatever story we decide to tell. Yeah. Uh, this movie was uh, released on July 2nd, 1993. It has a pretty high Rotten Tomato score. What? 90% critics and 86% for audiences. It was very, very good. Yes, I remember seeing this when it first came out on videotape. Um Probably in, 90, cassette. probably in 94, 95, uh, renting it and watching it. I think it was, it wasn't my first introduction to Shakespeare as a Danish man. Of course, my family always loved Hamlet. Um, and I had a giant Shakespeare tome um, of all his plays that I used to look at. And I'm going to say read, but I wasn't really reading it because I was like five and I had no idea, no idea of how to read properly read Shakespeare at the time. Um, but I used to look at, and I still to this day really, really love Shakespeare's stuff. And I like it when people adapt it. Yes. People what? like to, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, man, he has what? Oh, oh my no goodness. I should know this. 30 something plays. Jeez. English major. Yeah. I've read, well, I have a variety of his from, uh, my time spent in university. So, Although this one is one I don't think I've ever read. Or no? I can't remember reading this one. Because I always remember uh, Midsummer's Night Dream. Um, 37. Yeah, I was, 37. I was off. Of course, Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet, Macbeth. Being yeah, Scottish. The big, the big ones. Being Scottish, you know. Having having Macbeth there. Just don't say um, it in the theater. Twelfth Night. Yeah. I always like Twelfth Merchant Night. Merchant of Venice. Yeah. Othello. That's a good one, too. Um, can't remember now. Taming of the Shrew? No. No? Tempest. Tempest. The only reason I like no Taming of the Shrew is because of 10 Things I Hate About You, mm. which is a great adaptation of that play. So, But yeah, he has done so many different things, and they've been used as the basis for so many different movies and so many different like stories over mm-hmm. the years that it's... It's scary how relevant 
he still is, what, 300 years later? Probably more. Yeah. He was. So. Yeah. It's good times. Good times. Good times. And then that movie that about him, Shakespeare in Love, was <gasps> terrible. What? <laughs> and should never have won the Oscar that year. <laughs> was that not like. I didn't like that movie. Is that not biographically I'm, accurate? I am also one. I am also pretty sure, ninety percent sure, that movie beat Saving Private Ryan for the Best Picture Oscar that year. Oh, that's absolute bull malarkey. Yeah, that. There's no way that that movie is better than Saving Private Ryan. I don't even think I've seen the whole of that movie. It's not very good. No. Um. Anyway, so much to do about nothing. What do you think of the film? Uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was a good film. I think. Um, wow. Oh, who played uh, Beatrice? Beatrice, the main female. Oh, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Thank you. She was amazing in it. Beatrice. Beatrice. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, who's Beatrice? Beatrice. <laughs> I I had How I Met Your Mother stuck in my head. Yeah. No one asked you, Beatrice. Patricia. Patricia. Wow. Okay, I'm done for the day. Thank you. This has been Chris on uh, Ricasa. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? I don't know. I don't know. I give up. Do we want to talk about the um, Joss Whedon version of this film? Did you ever see it? No. So, in 2012, Joss Whedon did a version of this film. It's in black and white. It was filmed at his house. And it was between Avengers 1 and Age of Ultron. And he said he did it because he needed something... Super low-key, very easy to do, and he basically got all his friends from Buffy and Angel and uh, the sing-along blog, uh, Dr. Yeah. Horrible's sing-along blog, to be in it. Like, Beatrice was Amy Acker from Angel, and... Clark Gregg was Leonardo. Yeah, like, Nathan Fillion was Dogberry. <laughs> like, it was just pretty much all his friends. They just came to his house for a couple of weekends, and they filmed this... Uh, I'm going to go with modern retelling of this. Mm. Like they were wearing suits and had guns and stuff like that. So um, if you do want a good version of this film, they're both very, very good. But that one is also mm -hmm. quite good. But this version with Kenneth Branagh, Branagh, Branagh and Emma, Emma Thompson, Thompson is I, I absolutely love their chemistry yes. in this movie. I think it's just remarkable how awesome how antagonistically antagonistic they are towards each other and then just because other people say well he likes her and she likes him yeah. and oh, what i love the part when he's listening to them in the garden i guess yeah. and he goes oh, and then he tries to act like a crow yeah. <laughs> i don't know kenneth Prada is just a remarkable remarkable actor um so yeah he was he was great. Um, you said Michael Keaton was Dogberry. Yeah, just pretty pretty damn funny. Yeah, this this cast is phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So, and again, once again. Although, okay, I'm gonna say this. Sorry, I did not recognize that that was Kate Beckinsale. Neither did Danielle. I had to tell her. I didn't. I <laughs> she, had she, no she's, clue. She's got much of it. She had way much younger of a face. Yeah. Because she had like. She had a chubbier face back when she was younger. But she also seemed, like, really short. Yeah, she was... This was, like, one of her first films. So she was very mm. young. Um, so... But, and mm. Robert Sean Leonard, I believe. Yes. Mm. Um, 
uh, Wilson from Doctor House. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, his his friend, his friend Wilson from House. Yeah, I always find it funny to see him in these movies from the nineties and be like, oh yeah, it's he House. was an, he was a bigger actor at the time. <laughs> he was actually an actor. Yeah, uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun seeing him being so jolly. Yes. Right. It was yeah. It was he was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And then Keanu Reeves, of course. <laughs> Did you catch the fact that he's playing another John? Yes, <laughs> Don John. <laughs> they're they're all interrelated. Okay. I love how villainous he is, though. I love how over the top villainous he is. It's just so crazy. See, that's why I really want to see. Keanu Reeves play like a villain in something. He's played villains before, but not like I don't know what was that one replicas or whatnot. I don't know. He had one. Okay, but like I want to see him as just be the evil villain, mm. not not the awesome John Wick. Although I haven't watched uh, Bill and Ted, we don't know he could be a villain <laughs> he there. He turns into the villain. Yeah. Um. Did you have any changes? With this, not really. No, so you kept the setting and everything the same. I kind of, I kind of went the same. Yeah. I updated, of course, all the actors. Um, there's, I mean, I think you can modernize it a little bit, but keep it in the same setting. Yeah. Because there's nothing to really say that they have to be. I mean, kind of uh, Basil Lerman, Lerman. Yeah, for Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, like he, that was a great example of modernizing it. Probably not a great film. <laughs> But I loved, I loved in that I'm, one where I'm, he... As he, much as I don't like that film, I, I do agree with you. Like when they talk about get me my uh, saber or whatnot, and yeah. it's literally the gun is called a saber or yeah. the knife, right? Like that kind of modernizing. I wouldn't mind seeing it here because you don't need to do too much of that. Because mm-hmm. really, it's just the villa that they're at. Well, this is one of the reasons I actually like most of Shakespeare's stuff and how they've adapted them over the years. Like mm-hmm. you could really set this at any time and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Right, you you totally could. Same with Romeo and Juliet. Same with uh, Macbeth. Well, except that you know Juliet was thirteen. <laughs> Romeo was okay. like seventeen. Okay. You could adapt a few things, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I like Romeo and Juliet's just two warring families. Like you could set that among the Hatfields and the McCoys. I'm pretty like, sure somebody has. But you know what I mean, I know. right? Like it, it's one of those things that just pick two warring factions: the Bloods and the Crips. Like. <laughs> I think they've done that as well. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, all of these stories, they're so... This is going to sound a little derogatory. They're so basic that they can be set in so many different timelines and spaces without changing too much of their actual story. I wouldn't story. say they're, they're so basic. I'd just say there's so many levels and layers to what goes into these that... Yeah. yeah on, on one level, it's just basically the love story between two warring families. Yeah. And then you keep going into it further. And... But I don't mean basic like, oh, they're just basic, they're simple. I mean, they're no. basic. Like, these were the bases for so many stories that we know. Because yeah. they were done so long ago, right? Yeah. So. I I do have just one change. I did change the setting. Um, I th- the because... Americas? Hmm? The Americas? No. Um, yeah. I doesn't really you can keep it in italy i i want to set it in world war one you know back when there were still gentlemen soldiers like world war two has that as well but not as Mm -hmm. not as prominently right but you get all those 
you get all those pictures from World War One where like the aviators are in like ties and suit jackets and stuff like that, and they're going up in planes, right? That kind of looks spiffy. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to, and there aren't many, that many World War One films, so. There are a ton of World War One films. They're just not good films. <laughs> there were two in recent memory that I can think of. 1917 and... Which was uh, good. Which was amazing. And um, Wonder Woman. <laughs> which, Wonder Woman. Which was not a really a World War One film, but set in World War One. No. I don't know. I still think it's one of those... It's nowhere near as representative as like World War Two. No, but so. I think that's because it got way more involved with everything, yeah. right? And and it's more just for an aesthetic. Yeah. Like I, I want the, the uniform aesthetic, the clothes, the costume aesthetic. Like I want to keep everything else very similar. I want to keep the villa the same, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like also in World War One, they still carried around swords. Yeah. Right. They also had guns, but they still carry. Some of them still carried around swords. You make them cavalrymen, they would still have a sword on them. So. Uh, fix bayonets. Click. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, what did you think of the opening scene of everybody having a bath? It was uh, very interesting. Did you expect to see so many male genitalia? <laughs> gotta say this, at least it was equal, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, they're the women. Oh, they're the guys. <laughs> a little bit of everything for everybody. I just absolutely love, not only, this is a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I love the fact how unbelievably happy they are to all this be bathing together and playing around. It's just like, this is something that people do not do in 2020. <laughs> even Especially be- right now. Yeah, even before like our huge virus epidemic. But mm-hmm. yeah. But that's also, I think, our, our culture, right? Yeah. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Oh, no, they're coming. Quick, everyone bathe really quickly. <laughs> we How long did we, we take them? We, haven't, we haven't bathed in a month. Bathe <laughs> now. The men are coming. <laughs> bathe now. We haven't bathed in a month. We need the women. We're, the women are here. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. And then, you know, they all ride in. And they're, mm-hmm. yeah, they do the fist bump in the air. <laughs> it's very cheesy. It is very cheesy. I liked cheesy. it. It was great. Uh, okay, shall we get to the cast? It is... Not small, and we do have a lot of big actors we will talk about during the... Yeah. So. Do we want to start with Baraccio? Baraccio? Baraccio. Yeah. One of the bad guys. Baraccio. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that a lot, by the way. As an Italian, <laughs> I'll allow it. You are the Italian. I am yes. not the Italian. <laughs> I got both the Scottish and the Italian in me, so... Yeah. I'm fired up to go. <laughs> So originally played by Gerard Horam. Horan? Horan. Let's go with Horan. Okay. I think he did a good job. I think all mm-hmm. the villains were pretty good. Like, I, as I said, with like we'll talk about when we get to Keanu, but yeah. I, I think as Shakespeare villains, they're obviously doing plays, so they have to be super over the top. And I think Baraccio... Well, that and they just have to be so straightforward, right? Yeah. Because... That's the thing is you're, as a play, you kind of pretty much tell the audience what you did. Mm-hmm. Right? Ah, I was off seeing. I didn't see what I did, but this is what I did. Yeah. So. And he called me an ass. <laughs> Who did you pick? Um, all right. So I went with Daniel Mays. Okay. Who's that? You would probably remember him um, as Arthur Young in Good Omens. He played the dad to pretty much, uh, 
played the dad to oh, I was gonna say Lucifer, but not Lucifer. Um, oh, the Adam. Oh, okay. The son. Yeah. yeah. So he plays kind of like the over the top English yeah. dotting father figure. Yeah, I get. It. I remember. But I think you could. He kind of has that look where you could just kind of have him as the. I don't know how to say this because it's going to sound weird. Like the kind of scheming. Like the guy you don't really suspect to be the schemer. Hmm. I don't know. Bracci always seemed like the. He was a good the thug. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of wanted somebody that wasn't quite just the thug, but you'd look at him and go. Yeah, he looks a little greasy and, you know, he probably would come up with a scheming plan such as, I'm going to go and have, have Margaret in the window. Yeah, and call her hero. And call her hero, and then you know everything. <laughs> yeah. So, that, that's kind of the the way I went with this one. Okay. Who'd you have? Um, I went with Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> okay. Mostly because of the speeches. Like, with the, uh, yeah. the, the big conversation that he has with, with Michael Keaton's character, Dogberry. Dogberry. Um, I just kind of wanted, like, I wanted someone who could hold the zone against someone who is also, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I think Eccleston is very good at playing bad guys, but I like the fact that he's not the bad guy. Yes. Right? So, like, he's very good at being that trick trickster type person. So, yeah. Eccleston. Uh, next, um, Antonio. Antonio, the the big guy, the, uh, the brother. Yeah, the brother. Do you the know uncle? why I picked? Do you know why I picked him? Why? So no, you don't know why I picked him. Do you know who he is? Brian Blessed. Yeah, the actor. Yeah, I'm probably gonna recognize him in a moment, but uh, he was Zoltan, or or sorry, <laughs> Prince Vulcan, Voltan from Flash Gordon. <laughs> and now I can totally. Yeah, that's why because totally I, I looked it. him up and I'm like. Oh, God, that's principal. Also, he was Boss Nass in episode one, which I didn't know. No, I didn't either. Um, but yeah, it's because we'd already picked him before for a previous movie. I thought it'd be fun to do him again. Um, obviously, as a different age. Mm-hmm. But like once I figured out it was him watching the rest of the movie, I, like, I could not not hear it. Right? Cause the now, way he- now that you said it, yeah, <laughs> I can totally replaying it in my head going, yep. Because that is definitely how he played that prince. He played mm-hmm. for this you know, boisterous Shakespearean type of yes type of guy. So, um, I guess that's me first. You're up. So, because of the you know big boisterous uncle type person, mm. I picked John Rhys Davies. Yeah, yeah. Sala from the Indiana Jones franchise, yeah. Gimli, like this big giant ball of a man who just you know can be this super happy big beard, like just like laughing mm. and everything type thing. So, yeah. My movie's very different than yours. That's I, good. This is no, one of the reasons why this we do this. For this one, I went more of the kind of... Not so much the jovial, like, big guy. I actually did not go for a big guy at all. But I just went for, like, that kind of caring uncle. Who can still kind of be that happy guy. So I went with Paul Bettany. Okay. <laughs> Partly because I think he can portray that sympathy very well. He mm. did did pretty well with uh, Vision. Yeah. But also because of the way he played Chaucer in <laughs> A Knight's Tale. Okay. Which was kind of that, you know, down on his luck, but then also very happy and, you know, had that very boisterous openings yeah. for That's true. them. So, And I just kind of wanted that 
because of the way they have that kind of anger later on. And I just I wanted Paul Bettany to be it. That's fine. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I didn't laugh at you. No, it's right. a very different film. It's a very different film. Um, next... We're going to go with Leonato. Leonato! <laughs> uh, it's it's going to get old fast, trust yeah, me. Yeah. I can't do it with Dogberry, though. It um, doesn't work. Richard Briers um, played him. Who I recognize. I recognize, too. Uh, he was in one of the Peter Pans, Watership Down. Um, he's been around for a very long time. So. Although I really want to see Start Cockney to... versus Zombies. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> 2012. <laughs> yeah. He's been in a lot of films. Yes, he has. Credits. Bob the Builder. He was Robert in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, um, from the amount of credits he has on IMDb, he's a very prolific character actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this character would... So, this is one of the things that is really weird, and it's uh, something that kind of goes a lot in Shakespeare plays, where people put on an act to get someone to do something. Mm-hmm. Right, where they hide the truth, and and he did this twice in this play. Right, he did it to get Beatrice and Benedict together, and then he did it again to trick them into thinking Hero was dead. Yeah, right, so that they could get to the truth. To the truth, and then yeah. get Claudio to marry his niece, who looks strikingly like Hero. Yeah, they figured it out. It was the moment, I know. The moment the you know veil comes off. So, uh, but yeah, I, it's just. It's such a weird conceit that you don't see in movies nowadays, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's do it. Let's do a. Let's put on a play to get these people to like each other. Or Hamlet. Let's put on a play so that my uncle will confess to murder. To reveal the, <laughs> you yeah. know. So, you know, it's just yes. it's just a weird conceit that I think is done well in this movie, right? Like, especially when they're yelling at Don Pedro and Claudio about mm. the death. Uh, of the daughter and him going like i'm sorry but this happened like mm-hmm. i'll of course marry your niece right and like they're so that... angry and they do it so well right yeah and i know it's a play but it just it, it it bugs me the fact that it's like she died this morning we've buried her tomorrow you'll wed my niece and we'll all be happy it's like what the hell just happened well he's a count right yeah so he's got that like that's the thing like they're marrying into the royal family, right? But isn't Don Pedro a prince? Yes. Why would they want to marry Don Pedro instead? Oh, I would think so. He, he does offer himself to Beatrice at he one does. point. He does. It's like, would you marry me? And she goes, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're too much work. <laughs> ah. I like that, though. And she goes, I would if I could only wear you during the day. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a good, that's a good mm. way of doing it, right? Uh, okay, where were we? Leonardo. Leonardo. So I changed this a little bit. Yeah. It's no longer a father. <sighs> it's a mother. Uh, I thought of doing that, but it's yeah. like, no. Oh, mostly because when I was looking for a person to play this, I was struggling. And then I found this person. I'm like, you know what? She would be perfect as this strong-hearted, caring person of a family. Hmm. So I picked Meryl Streep. No. Yeah. Like... No more needs to be said about how talented she is as an actress. She, you just put Meryl Streep in Much Ado About Nothing and be like, Oscar, Oscar nomination. nomination. <laughs> what? 
wait, the movie hasn't even come out. Doesn't matter. I think Jared it's Leto, in the contract. I, I think Jared Leto said it best when he did the. I think it was for Out of the Woods when he yeah. she was nominated for that, and he called it. And uh, under California law, the obligatory nomination for Meryl Streep. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Has she won? She's, she's won. won a couple. Yeah. yeah. She's been nominated, I think, more than anybody else, at least for those awards yeah because people like john williams or like composers and stuff like that have won way way more oh, oscars yeah. than most people just because they do so many more films well because they're the best of their craft and then well no it's not just that but like an actor can do two or three films max like if they're super busy a year, a year right john whereas williams a composer do. can do five or six and like their odds are just better <laughs> right um yeah not that they're not talented meryl streep but yeah so yeah meryl streep Again, very different. <laughs> um, I don't know if I took so much as, like, again, I think I took a lot of the happiness out of this, which is know. weird. I don't know. I kind of wanted that. Like, I really do, like, he, did, he I, definitely he wrote super sad plays mm -hmm. and super happy plays, and I think this is one of the well, ones he wrote, that's... He wrote his tragedies and his comedies, yeah. and I think they can be done. But I think this actor could also do comedy very well. I went with Ralph Fiennes. He's good. He he's good. He can. He's got that range. I think he could do the. He's got range. He's got range. He's not. <laughs> he's not quite here nightly. No. I almost put her in this, <laughs> by the way. Um, but I think he could totally pull off this. You know. You said count. I think he's a count. I can't quite remember um, what he is. What Leonardo is? Yeah. No, I think he's just a landowner. He's just yeah. I can't quite remember. I didn't look it up. Yeah. Have to look it up. This is Apologies also, this to is, all the Shakespeareans out there. This is also one of the plays I've never read. Yeah. As I, you said, too. I've never read this one. I haven't actually read this yeah. one, so. <laughs> if it wasn't made for... I didn't have mm. to read it in school, I didn't read no. it. <laughs> and with Leonardo, again, like, it's that father figure. I think Ralph Fiennes can do that angry that he really gets, that sad and depression. But it's I think he could also do that really his happiness. Yeah. Well, of course. He had to. <laughs> Um, but I think he can totally do that, that happiness too with it. Sorry. Now I'm just picturing this story in, in the, in the Harry Potter universe with all them using magic and stuff. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Branagh could still be there. He could be Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> just walking around the background. Who's Where that? Am I? Who? <laughs> don't, we, we don't, we don't talk yeah. about him. This happens to be at the sanitarium where he's staying. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Next. Oh, and, um. And Emma Thompson. Yeah. She was also in Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, Tronley? Trelawney. Trelawney. The uh, divination teacher. Yes. Who had like, what, two good premonitions in her life? She had the big one. Yeah, whatever. And then got kicked out of the school. And then Dumbledore put his foot down. Like, you can fire my teachers, but you can't kick them out. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the next person. <laughs> okay. The next person is important to everybody. I'm Batman. Yes. So, Dogberry. I'm Vulture. <laughs> I can't um, remember what the one... What is the one in the... Not Owlman. What was he? In the one with... Um, shit. Why can't I think today? I don't know. Where he played, like, the superhero he thought he was. Birdman. Birdman. Thanks. You said that. No, I said Owlman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you said Birdman as well. Yeah. No. So, yeah, Birdman. Where he played Birdman. I'm Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to do the third. Birdman, Batman, Vulture. He played a flying pig in a Miyazaki film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He likes playing animals. Beetlejuice. Uh, 
Yes, Beetlejuice. Michael Keaton is just great. And he's awesome in this. I think he's so he does such a good job. He's very Michael this, Keaton in this. Yeah, but it works so perfectly as this weird, crazy constable, I guess. Yeah, he's part like of that. the he's part of the guard for the prince. That or he's like the neighborhood watch. Yeah. I'd have to look at again. Um, Apologies to the Shakespeareans <laughs> out there. We don't know it. We're just going by what the movie told us. And but still like I love how he rides in on a horse. <laughs> Did you get the Monty Python feel there? By oh the yeah, way? totally. It is, <laughs> and then he gets off of it. <laughs> I like when he goes one way. Yeah, and then comes and then back, comes back, and goes the other, and you're like, okay. And his little sidekick guy who was always mm-hmm. way too close, and he's like, back off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who's your uh, Who's your My dog? Dog Barry. Yours uh, is very different. Of course, it's very different. <laughs> um, I still went with a comedian. I went with a comedian more than I think with Would this role. Would we call Michael Keaton a comedian? He was in this, man. <laughs> he was pretty funny. And Michael, Ke- Michael Keaton has studied like pure acting, which is always a line in Beetlejuice that I loved. <laughs> yes, I studied at Juilliard and... <laughs> Anyways, I've seen The Exorcist about 127 times, and it keeps getting funnier every time I've seen it. <laughs> so for Dogberry, I went with Stephen Merchant. Nice. Who is most one recently... Of, is one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Yes. And I was going to say, most recently, I found him hilarious as uh, his character. I'm going to butcher the name, Dirtz, in Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Like, it is, swear to God... One of the funniest scenes <laughs> yeah. I have seen in the last, like, six years. The, like, 30 Hail Hitlers. Every time somebody walks in the room. But it was more when Sam Rockwell's character came in yeah. and was like, so what have you guys been doing? Well, first we hired Hitler the children. And, and then the other one came down, we hired Hitler her. And then you came in and we hired Hitler you and your friend. <laughs> So, yeah, Stephen Merchant is just hilarious. Mm. Um, I still hold to this day that Portal 2 was probably one of the cleverest and funniest pieces of entertainment that was ever written because of him and J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Well, and and the the lady that played GLaDOS. The lady who plays GLaDOS. But, like, the two of them really do make that game so unbelievably funny. And the fact that they did it in a video game is remarkable. But the fact they did it in a video game that doesn't involve, like, shooting people yeah. or, like, anything crazy other than just messing around with physics. Yeah. How ah, Wheatley. Yeah. So. Space. <laughs> that was Nolan North. Was that? Yeah, Nolan North was a space orb. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Stephen Merchant, I, I just think... He's hilarious. Yeah. He could kill this role. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he's, like, a really tall guy, just be like, just totally go Well, we've been watching a lot of Drunk History recently, like, going back and rewatching it, and he's played Lincoln a couple of times. <laughs> so. Who'd you have as your um, dog bear? I picked his scene partner for that exact scene. I picked Sam Rockwell. Yeah, not because no. of that, but I just think Sam Rockwell is one of the greatest underrated actors we're using today yes i he 
okay, Jojo Rabbit aside, where he was great. He was fantastic. And Jojo Rabbit, like, his role as Hammer in mm-hmm. Iron Man 2 was one of the only things that was good in that movie. Which is... You kind of hope... Although we don't know what the MCU is doing these days, but mm-hmm. you kind of hope that... Hammer will come back at some point? Hammer will come back. Yeah. Maybe you merge Hammer and AIM together. Yeah, just don't bring Killian back, though. No, Killian's dead. Mm. But you can... His... Can't just be him that ran True. the total of AIM, right? Yeah. Have Modoc take over. I would absolutely... Bring Killian back as Modoc. Sure. <laughs> we, we went off track, but... <laughs> Sam Rockwell is amazing. Yeah, Sam Rockwell is so good. He's so funny. I think... No, not... Sorry, he was in Pacific Rim. Was he? No. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Burn Gorman? Probably. What am I... Never mind. Keep going. Charlie Day? Mm. It's Charlie Day. Okay. Sorry. Very different. Brain is not working. I just yeah. got off vacation. Okay, leave yeah. me alone. Oh, yeah. Sam Rockwell. I, I did actually want him for Benedict, but he is a little too old hmm. for to play a... Yeah. Because he's almost 50. Yeah. So. He's getting up there. Yeah. Oh, okay. he's great. Who's your... Oh, you did yours. We did mine. I yeah. had Stephen Merchant. Next is Mr. Don John. Don John. One of the 35,000... John Wick. One of the 35,000 different versions of John that Keanu Reeves has played in his career. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> was he a John in that? Yeah, he was John, John Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. I'm going to look it up while we talk, but... Johnny Mnemonic. N- yeah, Johnny Mnemonic. He's Johnny Silverhand it. in Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Pretty sure it's all John's. It's just written. Except for in Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm up. Uh, for my Don John. Oh, I'm up. Oh, yeah. Are you... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you were looking something up. I was I'm looking up how many John Skianos played, but I can do it up while I talk. Okay. Well, then you go. Um, so, I picked... This does sound weird, but it's more for the look than it is for anything else. Like, I picked him because... He can look evil and conniving without being evil and conniving. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Like he, Keanu played this part so over the top that I kind of wanted to get person to do it the same, right? Like the Nicholas mo- Cage. The moment you see him, you're like, oh, you're he's like, the bad guy. He's the bad guy. He's frowning. He looks mm-hmm. like like he, yeah, he doesn't look happy and. I picked an actor who almost never looked happy on the TV show that he was on. I picked Kit Harrington. <laughs> he always looked super intense and never happy, right? He always looked like something was, yeah. you know, someone had just kicked his dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Jon Snow did get kicked around a lot. Yeah. So, I I kind of wanted just to see him do something so over the top like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Because I think he's... I do. I... It's such a shame of what happened with that show because a lot of those actors are going to get shat on because they didn't weren't in a good final season. Well, well, right? Except for Peter Dinklage. But you know what I mean. Like they have like it is a huge downfall to that show, which is super unfortunate. Yeah, I just think the writing failed them. Yeah, they didn't fail the writing. Yeah. Um, I saw something on the internet the other day, and it was. Lord of the Rings was 20 years ago and the fans are still going strong and watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter was 10 years ago is still going fun. Fans watch it all the time. Game of Thrones ended a year ago. Nobody likes it. No one rewatches it. <laughs> right. Oh, it's just because it's... that final season just 
hurt so many of their fans. It was just such a disappointing yeah. season. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. the rest of the show was amazing. He did an amazing job being Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. It would be a shame for a bad turn to ruin actors. So True. Kit Harrington. Also, he kind of looks like smarmy Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Come on, that scene where he's getting a massage... And yeah. then he just walks around shirtless for a bit. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking of Game of Thrones. Oh, you went Game of Thrones as well. I did. But I went with uh, Richard Maiden. Which one was he? Um, he was... Oh, my goodness. Why did I not write down which Stark he is? Um, it's not going to come back to me for some reason. He was one of the Starks? Yeah. He was the one that died at the Red Wedding. Oh, the uh, older brother. Yeah, the okay. oldest. The one that was going to be the next yeah. Stark leader. The King of the North. Well, he already was, wasn't he? Pretty much, they were. Yeah. Why can I not think of this <clears throat> character right now? Something Stark. We'll get there. Tony Stark. Let's go with that. But he, kind of the same reason, because he kind of has that look to him where he, if you did it in the right way, yeah. the moment you see him, you'd be like, oh, he's he's not a good guy. Right? Possibly. Just get that kind of like air of him of being kind of not stuck up, but like. According to the internet, oh. he's only played 10 Johns, oh. but still, that's a lot of Johns. That's a lot of Johns. <laughs> Just the, oh, woe is me, my brothers, yeah. or my stepbrother. I don't know. Uh, brother. Well, they say he's the Ill- illegitimate brother of hmm. Don Pedro. So, but yeah, I went with Richard Madden. Mainly because of Game of Thrones, but hmm? a few other things I've seen him in. Did you ever see Bodyguard? The original one with Kevin Costner? No, the one with him in it where he played a body... Uh, was it Bodyguard? Something like that. He was very good in it. It was a TV show he did. Oh, no. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, very, very English. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Uh, it's kind of funny that we both picked Starks. Starks. <laughs> Yours was a Snow. Mm, actually, technically... Yours not. was a Targaryen. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, okay. He was half Stark. Speaking of Don Pedro. Don Pedro. Played incredibly well by Denzel Washington. Watching him is so fun. Like, he's such a good actor. He just had such a high voice in this one, though. Well, he was happy. Hmm? He wasn't being a gruff badass, which he is in a lot of his films nowadays. True. The Equalizer films, uh, Book of Eli... Right. Or not being a cop. Hmm. Right. Training day. Um, Inside Man. You ever seen that one? Hmm. Great heist movie. Great, great heist movie. Amazing music in that movie. Um, anything else you want to say about Denzel? He's Denzel Washington. He is Denzel Washington. He's one of the greats. King, Ken- King Kong? Ain't got nothing on me? Is that what he says? I never saw Training Day. I, I can't remember. It's been a while. I saw it when it like kind of first came That's out. That's what he won the Oscar for, right? I think so. Yeah. And I know I all I remember is that him and Halle Berry won in the same year and everyone was like, Oh my god, black people are winning awards. And it's like people <laughs> <sighs> it, that shouldn't be news. It should just happen all the time. It shouldn't. It really shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh it's your go first. So I went the same kind of route they did. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna butcher this name, you're gonna have to help me out. Because it's one of your favorite names to say. 
Two challenge you for? Yeah! I went with him. I picked him too many times, I couldn't pick him. Yes! <laughs> I got him. I have yet to pick him because I can't pronounce his name, so. But kind of the reasons you always bring up with him, he's an amazing actor. Oh, yeah. And I think he could probably pull off that super happiness that you see in the beginning. Well, you, and get, then... you get that from him in Love Actually. Yeah. Right, where he just plays a normal person and not this badass or mm-hmm. secret agent or <laughs> what he, wizard who he plays in a lot of other things. Yeah, he wizard. plays a wizard all the time. <laughs> um, How many wizards has he played? Just one. That was the joke. Oh. <laughs> like, did I miss something here? No. Um, but, you know, he's... But he's he's great. Yeah. Um, uh, did you watch The Old Guard? I did. Which he was in? It took me, like, two and a half weeks, but I watched it. <laughs> but he was he was good in that, too, yeah. right? Like he, I he thought played... it was a very, very good B-tier action film. I think it was a good Netflix film. Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah. really needed to be a theater film. No, that's what I mean, like, but, by B-tier. Like, yeah. it was a great, a great made-for-TV movie. Yep. Like, if made-for-TV movies were like this back in the 80s, that'd be so much better. Yeah, so... But he was great in that, and that was kind of where I pulled him out of mm-hmm. for this role and said, you know, he could do what Denzel Washington did, mm-hmm. but also have that, because there's that kind of moment where they find out that it's like, oh, Hero is being unfaithful, and then they all get mad, and he's like, mer. <laughs> okay. This is weird. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Who'd you have? Who's your um, Don Pedro? I went with Anthony Mackie. Yeah. I think Anthony Mackie is a remarkable actor. I think just being the Falcon kind of does put him over the edge for that kind of... No one in the Marvel Universe is ever sad or depressed for very long. They're also... They're mainly just quippy and fun, mm-hmm. which is kind of what he needs to be. Plus, this is going to sound very weird, but Denzel Washington's smile... Is so magnetic, and so is Anthony Mackie's. Mm. When he does that charming smile that he has, no. like it's like, okay, I'm on your side, buddy. <laughs> um, and he needs to be like this prince and the ruler of these mm-hmm. men, right? So he needs to have some authority. Um, so I think he could totally pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, there's this famous blooper from uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> he goes, yeah, he "You want that as more Denzel?" <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. we get him doing his Denzel impression <laughs> in this movie? Yeah, sure, why not? Um, I actually almost went with his uh, Denzel Washington's son, um, John David Washington. Mostly because I just saw him in Tenant, but I hadn't seen him yet, so I didn't want to pick him. Hmm. So um, next week, look for him in there. Um, maybe. he. The I know this kind of dates the episode a little bit hmm. when we record, but that movie is... So good. If you have a chance, go out and see it. It's remarkable. It's one of the most inventive action movies ever made. Um, and all the actors are phenomenal. But yeah, mm-hmm. move on from there. But Anthony Mackie. Because again, you need that. Like For me, this is a happy... Yeah. Like This is these war-torn men coming back and being like, I am not thinking about this. I'm going to find a wife. I'm going to get laid. And I'm going to drink my ass off. <laughs> I think Don Pedro was drink my ass off and and be happy. Yeah, right. Let's celebrate. Yeah. So, 
We but will they're, get they're, Claudio laid Because they're there for a month, right? Yes. So. Like, shit, they spend time... They spend, like, what? Just time sitting in a garden listening to a lute and a dude sing. Sing us that song again. <laughs> yeah. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yes, bum, in the God bum, of the Vita. <laughs> okay. I, I, would, I would pay to see that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Just starts ripping on the lute. <laughs> this song's been going on for 20 minutes. I still don't know what's going on. Okay. So I almost... Because I normally do the list. Mm-hmm. And then send it off to you for who we want to put in the movie. And I did this list before I actually watched the film. And then I rewatched it, so I had to change a couple of things because people had mm-hmm. smaller or bigger roles. And about halfway through this movie, I thought, crap, why did I put Kate Beckinsale in this movie? She's had like one line. <laughs> she doesn't speak very much in the first half of this movie. No. Like, she does a lot more speaking later on, which kind of like, oh, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they have the whole accusation, and then yeah. everyone just throws. But, like, for the first whole part, like, yeah, she, she doesn't, doesn't say, say hi. It. She doesn't, like... like Again, I didn't I, even recognize it was Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Like, she barely said... Like, I think she said one thing at the very beginning, and then it was, like, mm-hmm. 20, 20 to 30 minutes of nothing from her character. So I was kind of worried, but... Anyway, mm-hmm. Hero is our next character. Uh, played by Hero. a very, very young Kate Beckinsale, who I'm sure your standout and my standout is her character of Celine. In Underworld? Yeah. Yeah. So. Known for Underworld. Underworld. Vacancy? The Aviator. She was good as Ava Gardner, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to scroll down to the bottom of her list. Let's see. Devices and Desires. Yeah. One so Against the Wind. Everything, everything before this, whether a TV series or a TV movie, this was her first real theater film yeah so which is kind of cool yeah 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 she hasn't really been in a lot hello she's been in a lot she was in pearl Har- oh she was in pearl harbor yeah she was the nurse that they both fall in love with she was in serendipity yes she was the love mm. interest van helsing yeah god why don't i ever remember these things van helsing that movie happened hugh jackman <laughs> Okay, you know what? Hey, that it's was, not a great movie, for, but... For, for the thing is, the problem with Van Helsing is it came out after League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, so everyone was super wary about these mixtures of things, yeah. right? So I think that movie suffered for that movie's failure, right? Like, box office-wise. Yeah. Well, that's and a... it didn't hurt, or didn't help, that it was the same villain. It was the same actor. Yeah. Right? Who played Moriarty... And Dracula. Though I think... I am not going to remember his name. I could look it up here. I think he did a good job on both. I I don't have any problems. I mean, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah, it's probably not like the comics. I never read the comic book, so I can't really speak too much on that. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a Uh, bad film. It just wasn't a great one. Richard Roxburgh. Which... Yeah, he has yeah. that face that you would remember. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, he's in Moulin Rouge. Yes, he is. Played the Duke. Van mm-hmm. Helsing. Yeah. Very, very good actor, but character actor. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Am I up? You up? Um, I'm up. You're up. I'm up. Um, so. Hero. Preface this a little bit. Hero 
is beautiful. That okay. is her character trait. Do you yes. have another character trait for her? Other than the fact that she likes Claudio? <laughs> so she's kind of a basic character. She's, yes. You know, it's kind of hard to cast those characters who don't really have depth or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the reasons why I really like uh, Beatrice in this film. And... Yeah, but this film's more supposed to be about Beatrice. Oh, no, 100%. Um, and again, it's, it shows something that's kind of cool about how Shakespeare wrote, because he did write a lot of strong females into his characters, mm -hmm. or into his plays. Um, they do come across parts, like Beatrice does in this, where she just kind of succumbs to becoming a wife. and like. But that was kind of a product of the era. But yeah. they are still strong. Again, it's a play, so yeah. you... The, they have to wrap stuff up. Yeah, the conveying of time. <laughs> Come back know. next week for part two. <laughs> part two of Much Ado About Nothing. I can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> Much Ado About Something? <laughs> Is that kind of like analyze this and analyze that? Yes. Hmm. Cool. Um, anyway, I picked Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Never have you been a huge, huge fan of Zoe Kravitz. Only reason I'm picking her is because I have faith that they're not going to screw Catwoman up again. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? I think if they have... I Are think they if getting I, Tim Burton back? If they have a huge budget, this movie looks unbelievably cool. We'll, talk, we'll talk about that some other time. No, I was just going to say, I'm just... I'm weary about the standalone movies without batman to some degree without batman without batman this is a movie with batman is batman in it it's the batman movie oh okay sorry <laughs> i thought you meant they're making like a just a straight up no Catwoman no, no, no. Movie she again, is, and I'm she's like, the catwoman in batman okay yeah that's a little better yeah so they're putting so much money behind this it looks super cool oh, i don't think i want his vehicle i really hope they're not going to screw this up again as much as i really really liked and I thought Anne Hathaway could be a great Selena Kyle. She was not in a good movie. No. Um, and I really like the Catwoman character. I've liked her since I was a kid when it was Eartha Kitt and Julie Newmar. <laughs> Let's just talk about Michelle Pfeiffer again. <laughs> yeah, that Come too. on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think she's going to do well. As, as, again, I don't hate her. I don't think she's mm -hmm. been in good roles. Dragonfly in the first X-Men... Uh, sorry, X-Men First Class was not a good fleshed out character and she ends up just dying off screen. Yeah. So, yeah. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. I have hope that she'll get better. We believe in you, Zoe. Yeah. Who did you, did you pick? <laughs> so I went with somebody and this is going to sound either uh, not misogynistic what is it? Uh, whatever. Are you casting with your penis again? Sure. <laughs> I just went with Sarah Bulger. The only, I mean, I know her from a couple of roles, but the main role I know her from is she plays the character Jade in Into the Badlands. Okay. So she, I hate to say this, she has one of those faces that you can confuse her with like three other different actresses. Kind of like Natalie Portman, Keira Knightley kind when they were younger. She's like blonde hair. Um, should look her up and I'll show you a photo. But anyways, I just, I went with somebody who has Amber, a very... Amber Heard and Blake Lively. Like the actresses that always look the same. Yeah. Kind of went with her because of... There you go. Okay. So... She kind of looks like Kate Hudson. Very much. Yeah. But she has that kind of young look to her, which is what I think Hero needs. 
because as you said, Hero doesn't really have a lot of not until depth not to until her. after like she gets with Claudio before she dies, mm-hmm. and then nearer to the end after she comes back. Like, yeah. but even then, she doesn't really have a lot of yeah agency. But she is I'd very say. important to the story. She is. Yeah. She's one of the central focuses of it, right? And it kind of brings uh, Beatrice and Benedict together. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I just I I literally picked somebody that I think could play the. I've fallen madly in love with Claudio and then just the hurtfulness of what happens to her. So that's who I went with. Sounds good. Next, speaking of Count Claudio. Count Claudio. Played by Robert Sean Leonard. Dr. Wilson. Yes, Dr. Wilson. From House. House. Um... I, I almost freaked out for a second. I'm like, do I have Claudio on my list? And then I realized he's right above her, so I'm yeah. good. Um, I, as I said earlier, it's always kind of surprising to see that he was in other things. <laughs> well, um, it's hard because like you only House was so successful. Yeah, and I I always forget I, Dead Poets Society. Yeah, I was gonna say I felt that way when I also rewatched Dead Poets Society like two years ago. I'm like, oh my god, that's, that's Doctor Wilson. But you only because yeah. House was such a big show yeah and it, i'm it was one of the last shows i actually watched week to week mm-hmm. on on tv before mm-hmm. i lost tv yeah it was one of the first shows i remember owning on like dvd yeah so the first season of it like he was pretty man yeah. yeah. much to do about nothing there we go age of innocence normandy the great crusade the boy next door <laughs> i love you i love you not oh he's the angel of death the hell is that I, movie? I, I honestly cannot tell you that if Claire Danes, Jude Law, and Janine Moreau. The hell is this movie? Prep school student Daisy and her <laughs> European-born grandmother Nana share a sad story of their lives. Daisy tells Nana of her romance with young Ethan <laughs> and problems in school. We got easily distracted. What the hell is this? Apparently we need to watch this movie. <laughs> we'll remake it one day. Put it on the list. Yeah. We'll do uh we'll do a month of cheesy romance movies. Who's the Angel of Death though? How is it cheesy? Hey, uh Micho Black, same thing. True. Isn't he the Angel of Death? Or is he just an angel? Micho Black? I can't remember if he's just an angel or not. Yeah. I thought he was Death. I, I think he, he, I think he's, he's he's Death. Isn't he there for Anthony Hopkins' character? Yes. Yeah. But he and falls hold, in love with her granddaughter. Yeah, he holds off daughter, whatever. I haven't watched it. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. All I ever remember of that movie is when he gets hit by a car and like ping pongs off like three different cars. (laughs) Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. And then gets back up. Anyway. Who is your Claudio? I went with Nicholas Holt. Nice. He's a pretty boy. (laughs) He is. He's also an incredibly good actor. Yes, he is. And that's what I think you need with Claudio. Yeah. Because you need that kind of love struck younger guy compared to uh don pedro and benedict Mm -hmm. and so i think having him kind of be this younger guy that's under the wings of these two and then yeah fall in love with hero and is so easily crushed like it's it's just weird like oh no it's hero in the window we're just all gonna stand here and watch and that was the point though why why would you not yell at them hey hey (laughs) Is that you, Hero? Oh, no, it's just Margaret. Oh, okay, we're good. Does anybody know where Hero is? 
John, why would you why would you do this to us? Uh, uh. This plan was terrible. <laughs> Poratio, is that you up there? Can you come down here for a sec? <laughs> oh, this just got weird, but yeah. No, no, it's no just, I like Nicholas again, Holt. It's those things like yeah. You know, when, when John come, came up to Claudio at the party, which we haven't spoken of yet, the weird hmm. masquerade party that they had, and that weird accent that Kenneth Branagh did under his yes. mask. <laughs> um, but where he just came up behind him and was like, hey, I heard that the Count is, or the the, the Prince is over there wooing Hero. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, how could you do this to me, Hero? Also, he... Are you kidding me? <laughs> he comes up to him and goes, I don't know who you are, friend. But I heard about... It's like, you clearly know it's Claudio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Claudio is just... The fact that he, he's led in all these different directions, like he's... Yeah. yeah. It's he's, definitely, of, he's definitely a lovesick puppy that they yeah. just kind of pull around. Which is also kind of, I guess, as I was saying, like, Hero has very little agency, it sounded like, mm -hmm. in this thing. And he's kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. Everyone keeps pointing and pushing him, even though that's what they want. But yeah, it's kind of a because even he doesn't even woo hero. No, Don Pedro does. Yeah, even though they are both like lovesick eye puppies to each other. Yeah, they're very good friends. <laughs> like Pedro sticks up for him like mm -hmm. without fail <laughs> throughout this whole movie. So, so. who'd you have? Who's your Claudio? Um, I had Jonathan Groff. This is a very long pause. Yes, I have it is. no idea. A pregnant pause. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Groff uh, played old... No. What's the name of the the, um, adult, the human male in Frozen? Kristoff? Um, Kristoff. He played Kristoff, but he also played King George in Hamilton. Um, mm. he, is, he is a very talented actor in Mindhunter on TV. Um, mm -hmm. Holden Ford? Yeah. If he, he played Kristoff. Yeah, he is... Oh, okay, yeah, I know who he is now. Yeah, he's very, very good. He's super talented. Um, yeah. He has definitely that young-looking visage. Apparently he was on Glee. Well, he can sing really well, so probably. Everybody who can sing was on Glee. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, he is incredibly, incredibly talented. And I think having him as this young, naive guy who's just in love... Mm -hmm. It would be perfect. So, yeah. Kind of looks like Carrie Yules. Who? I oh, can't say names. I give up. Just go away. Hey, who's Carrie Yules? That guy. I'm going to look him up now. Carrie Elwes? Yes. <laughs> Fudge. We've all agreed Chris's brain has been fried. From Princess Fried? Yeah, kind of. Okay. A young. Yeah, definitely a young. Sorry. Okay. Yules. It's Yules now. <laughs> Get over it. Okay, next is the top two. Okay, so Beatrice, played by Emma Thompson, who's in one of my favorite romance movies of all time. Love Actually. You say Harry Potter, but she wasn't really in... Uh... No, Love Actually. I love her in that. I love her in Alan Rickman's story. I think it's heartbreaking and good, well-acted. Wow, it's Alan Rickman, though. We love Alan Rickman here. She, she does the most of the acting in that story, but yeah, still... But she, like... she is a phenomenal actress. Yeah. Like, she just does amazing work. She always has, um, like... Yeah. yeah. 
Although I haven't seen Saving Mr. Banks. She was really, really good in it. Like, it was surprisingly... It's on my list of tasteful. things to watch. Yeah. And Tom Hanks was good as uh, Disney. Walt? Yeah. I like how a couple of times when they walk into his office, you see him hiding a cigarette. Because Walt Disney didn't want people to know that he smoked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Unlike Miyazaki, he was just like, take pictures of me. All I'm doing is smoking. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. want a cuddly film? <laughs> Go see Walt Disney. <laughs> no cuts. I love that. <laughs> that story. story yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, You're up. I guess it's me. So, she may seem a little on the young side. Oh, I want a little but on she's, the old she's, side. She's not as young as you think she is. All right. Actual age. Um, so, but it's more of the ability to do the words with the attitude. Mm. So I went with Emma Stone. Okay. It's the able to do the, because of things like Birdman, mm-hmm. where it's the, you have to be, the, which is basically filmed as a play because it's all one shot, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, that like the, the, the ability for her to be able to do the massive amounts of dialogue plus with the attitude that Beatrice has, like there are definitely actresses who could do it, but I think Emma Stone could do it mm-hmm. very well. I think she's remarkably talented. Who do you have? I want the opposite way. I went a little older. Cause I went Helen with Mirren. the idea. Pardon? Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Yeah. <laughs> Keira Knightley. I almost went with Keira Knightley to be honest. No, I want uh, Emily Blunt. I think she can pull that attitude off well. She was Mary Poppins. She was she was Mary Poppins. <laughs> but she can play that kind of cuz that banter between her and uh Benedict is so done, is so well done. Yes. Like, that's and, the thing. And right? you need somebody that can kind of keep that high energy and yeah. that high like snap like make it seem almost a natural snappy response instead of I'm reading the words from a book or the play. Mm-hmm. So, I think Emily Blunt could pull that off and i wanted somebody a little older because that's kind of how i view beatrice is that she's getting older in life and everyone's like well you should get married she's like i don't need a man i don't need no man well the way but the that's way, benedict too is yeah I the don't way need i no. pictured is they're in their 30s probably right yeah because like obviously people got married way way younger yeah. back in the day like hero's probably supposed to be like 15 or 16 hmm. right so we should probably have done our research on these why <laughs> One day we'll figure it all out. Yeah, well, when, maybe when we have enough money to just do this for a living, it's a hard enough. <laughs> I don't think that day's gonna come no. anytime soon. It's, it's hard enough getting together to do this every yes. week. So, yeah. let so, alone do a bunch of research. Emily Blunt. Yeah, we're on to the last one. Land the last one. Kenneth Branagh. Branagh playing Benedict. Who again? Gilderoyd. Gilderoy Lockhart. Um, I'll go back to this again. He was amazing intendant over the weekend. Um, he is recently, because he's also he also directed this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't to mention that at the beginning. My apologies. Uh, he also directed a lot of movies. Like he directed the first Thor film. Um, he he directs himself a lot, which is yeah. you know fine. Is he not in the first Thor? Is he in it? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, his just face seems so Artemis Fowl. Um, yeah, he was in Tenet. Yeah, um, but like recently, oh, go he's, down, go down. And I will. 
He was in Infinity War. Yeah, apparently as the Asgardian distress call. Okay. Um. Anyway, Murder on the Orient Express, which is, um, uh, I never say his name right, Hercule Perot from Agatha Christie. Um, mm-hmm. He is doing that and more his Death on the Nile sequel is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want an incredibly well shot, incredibly well acted murder mystery, see uh-huh. The Murder on the Orient Express. It's remarkably well done. He directed that one as well. His version of Hamlet. In 96. In 96 is just this giant spectacle of a film. And it's done really, really well. Which I'm wondering if he did it because he just did Much Ado About Nothing, and then three years later he does. Well, he Hamlet. also did King Henry V. Like, so he must have. He, he, he's a he's a theatrical. Thes- like, he's yeah, a thespian. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why they got him to do Thor because they wanted that like pomp pompicity. Mm. I know it's not a word. They, they, Thor has to be pompous, and let's face it, Shakespeare stuff is kind of. It's highbrow. It's, it's, it's very, it's very, you know. Well, and so. you can tell that in the first Thor. Yeah. Right? Because Thor is very much like that. Mm-hmm. I'm so full of myself and <laughs> everything, right? So, it, and then you get Thor Ragnarok and it goes very differently. Yeah. Well, it's because they yes. didn't do a very good job with Thor the Dark World. No. But they always, they, they kept his same aesthetic though. Like Which Thor I wish... is still like this... Well, hopefully with Love and Thunder, they bring back Cat Denning. Hmm? Well, meow, meow. Well, they are, meow, meow. They are bringing back Jane. Yeah, so. Because we're going to get Lady Thor. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm up first. You're up first, yeah. Fur on my mic. For my Benedict, my lone bachelor that does not want to... Anyways, whatever. So he says Bachelor of Three Score at one point in the movie. Yeah. Isn't that 60? No. I thought score was 20 years. No, I think a score is like 13 years or 12 years. We'll look it up while I'm talking. Yeah, because there's always that that Gettysburg Uh, where he says four score and whatever, whatever. Score, um, a group and set of 20 or about 20. Oh, maybe you're right. So does that mean he's 60? Supposed to be in this play? I will have to look it up. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Unless I spelt score wrong. Um, um, okay, anyways. So, for Benedict, I went with uh, James McAvoy. Don't. Son don't, of a bitch. Don't you tell me you did it, too. Did no. you? <laughs> Are you an I've ass? I've never picked James McAvoy. I've never, picked, I've never picked him, either. That's why I picked him. <laughs> Because of I've I've finished his dark material. Oh, you finished his dark material too, didn't you? <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's two weeks in a row, Chris. <laughs> we got to come together next week before this. We got to start sending our castles to Danielle. Yes. <sighs> okay. Okay. So, so why, why did you pick him? I picked him because of his talent in like Split. Yeah. Like, I went with his dark material though because he played that. Uh, he played. Um. Wow. I was going to say Artemis, but that was because Artemis Fowl was up there, and now I can't Asriel. get it. Asriel. Like, he played that role really well. Yeah. And just the intensity he had, and I think we talked about it. Did we talk about it last week, or we were talking about, like, that one scene where the kids show up, and he's, like, super no, angry. We, at... Remember, we had lunch afterwards, and we talked right. about it. <laughs> but he's, like, super angry that yeah. she had shown up, and then he sees uh, the other kid. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I remember his name. But like that, just shift in him, right? Yeah. And then yeah, like Split, he did. He was amazing. Glass, 
he was amazing in as well. Like his I, ability to jump between characters. It's not just that, but like just his ability, like even as Xavier, like mm-hmm. just his oh, confidence no. and his way of speaking. The Dark his, Phoenix was bad. That was just a bad movie. I know. <laughs> but again, like let's go back to the, the Game of Thrones thing. Just because it was a bad movie doesn't mean they were bad performances. No. Um, anyway, yeah, he is a talented actor. No. I hate you. I gotta go first this week. You went first last time, okay? So, but I think let's just talk about this for a sec. I think when we end up not talking and choosing the same actor, it does do a point of we both feel that this actor is the right spot. Like I think we had that with um, Hal's Moving Castle, where we both chose uh, Saoirse Ronan. I don't remember to play um, Sophie. Sophie. But she was, like, the right choice. I can't remember. Who did we choose last week? Um, doesn't really matter. Uh, it was the last unicorn. I don't think we had the same person last week. I think we chose similar people in different areas. Oh, is that what it was? But I think it was... Or maybe it was the one before it. Yeah. Stardust? Maybe. Did we do, both do Emma Watson? Yes. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. But again, that was the choice that seemed... Seemed right. It didn't seem like the most obvious. Yeah. Because sometimes you get the most obvious, and when I get those, I go, no. No. I don't but, know. This seemed pretty obvious to me, Like, but this seemed like right away, it's kind of like, he is kind of perfect for this. Because, again, mm-hmm. I really wanted Sam Rockwell to play the part, but, again, I think he's just too old. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas James McAvoy, you shave his face, you he, or, you know, he is kind of the right age to be playing this. This bachelor. Season the bachelor, right? But I don't need no one. Yeah. I and, got my men with me. Yeah. Oh. So. But then Beatrice is madly in love with you. She is? Mm. Well. Oh. Yeah. I'm madly in love with her. Because he can be funny. Like. Yeah. Like, I, I, it still comes down to that first scene where we meet him as Xavier in first class. And he's hitting on that girl. And like, oh, this is kind of a neat aspect to this character that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it well. He's funny. He's, you know. And then, yeah, Split, where he's just, like, what, 20 different characters? Like, yeah. Oh, I think Split, he did 13. In Glass, he did 18 different personalities. Like, he did more in Glass, and it was just, like, incredible to see him bounce. Mm. Oh, Glass was a weird movie. It was good. (laughs) James McAvoy. Next week, we're going to choose the same (laughs) actors. same three people for this movie that we're doing. Jeez. Okay. All right. Well, on, let, on let's, that let's, depressing let's... note, let's tell you where you can find us. Um, so we're on Recasted. We're at Recasted on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are at Recasted Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. iTunes. Google Podcasts. And because we've recently switched over to a different carrier, mm-hmm. um, this is the last month um, where you're going to be able to find it on your current thing we're going to be unfortunately the way we have to do it since we're switching over carriers um it's not going to be on the same feed anymore Mm. um so if you're on the one the logos are different so they're easy to distinguish between the two if you're on the one that has the recasted logo that says recasted that is the older one that will be going away at the end of the month one looks like a child did the uh, film reel yeah and the the one the newer one is just the r with the film reel that logo um, that'll be the new one going forward. Um, hopefully you guys 
move over. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be saying this at the end of each episode this month, uh, so you'll have time. Uh, but at the end of the month, that that feed will go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for Danielle's Instagram, it's uh, at Fionavir, which is F. I-O-N-D-V-E-E-R. Um, and Chris, where can they find you? Uh, the Canuck Comic Guy store on Etsy. Come check it out. Okay. we got some new things going on. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to get this table finished. Or started. <laughs> I haven't started. I need to start. But we'll get there. Okay. All right. Well, so next week we're doing something a little different. Right? Because not a Shakespeare play. It's Shakespeare Universe. It's Shakespeare adjacent. It's, it's the SCU. <laughs> Shakespeare Cinematic Universe? Yeah. We, we can get there. We'll talk about it next week. All right. Well, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Are dead. Are dead. Thank you.